from somewhere outside of Kigali, Rwanda, the Republic of Rwanda. You might hear a party going on behind me. Actually, the party is quite far away, but sound travels in this part of the world. Um, I'm in, I think I'm in the easternmost province or region of Rwanda. Uh, so that means that Tanzania is just down the road. Um, I think 50 or 100 kilometers, not really sure. I'm not going that way. <laughs> I'm far enough. I'm in this, uh, it's a hotel technically, but it's not any hotel, maybe perhaps as you might imagine it. It's, it's like a series of bungalows that go on for a really, really long time. So it's like, it's like a small town. <laughs> this hotel is a small town. And uh, I'm doing some work that I, uh, well, I, I'll remain vague about because that's part of the, the work, but uh, I'm teaching. I'm teaching and it's all journalism related. And um, it's, um, it's been uh, a week here and it's a fascinating experience. Uh, it's now my third time in this region. And by region, I mean East Africa. Oh, by the way, Mark Fonseca Rendeiro, that's me, Bicycle Mark, more commonly known as. And this is a podcast. This is Citizen Reporter, uh, the podcast that has been around since 2004. Uh, and I say that to myself sometimes because I forget, because when I look at the world of podcasting, I go, uh, what? <laughs> uh, what happened? How did this happen? And uh, was I really there at the beginning? Does it even matter? I don't know. But I do know what matters. Right now, I'm in Rwanda. I'm very excited about that. I have been excited about that throughout much of the week. Uh, although teaching and and sort of having a a long day and some pretty long nights preparing uh, further material based on the day is really exhausting. So um, I have not seen much of Rwanda, um, but I will have time to do some looking around for the next more or less two days uh, here. And uh, it's very likely that I'll be back, so so I'm not worried about that. Uh, you know, other than the music in the background, which is pretty cool, you know, I, I dig it. It's at the pool, actually. Yes, there's a pool somewhere way down in this complex. I swim every day to try to counter the effects of standing and sitting in a classroom all day. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's impressive. You know, if I look up, I'm looking up right now, there are so many stars. I have never seen this many stars. Uh, you might be thinking, Mark, do you not go camping? The answer is pretty much no. Although as a Frisbee, ultimate Frisbee player, you are required in the end to camp. But I have tried very hard to do it very rarely. But anyway, if I look up, the number of stars is incredible. Orion's belt is, is looking right at me, twinkling. And uh, a bunch of the other things, I don't know, I don't know my <laughs> a couple of dippers. I think a big dipper. There's a big dipper, and uh, a little dipper. I think that's still a thing. And then a bunch of other things. Maybe uh, one of those uh, one of those mythological. Uh, they're all mythological. Anyway, stars. Many stars. I'm standing in a very big green area. I think that for the hotel people, this is like their their beautiful green space. To enjoy, to be enjoyed, but actually nobody comes over here, so I'm 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 way outside of where anyone would be 
would notice me walking around with my Mike Me microphone. Hello, Mike Me people. Uh, it's a wonderful little digital recorder that's now been to Uganda with me. It's been to Kenya. It's been to Japan twice. It's been to the United States many times. So I'm I'm making much of my podcasting using a Mike Me and enjoying it. It's so portable. And for those of you that travel to countries where sometimes things can be uh, scrutinized when you <laughs> cross borders, I guess that's everywhere now, but no one ever uh, is worried about what this little mic me is. Um, I can't say the same for my Tascam DR40, as good of a quality recorder as it is. It's big, it's threatening looking, and uh, say nothing of the Rode uh, microphones, uh, shotgun mics, the name itself raises suspicion. So the Mic Me is a great little product and, uh, you know, it costs something, but it's, uh, it's, it's worth it. It's been carefully crafted. So enough uh, about them, though uh, I can always go on. Rwanda. You know, it's a weird thing. Uh, some of you, if I say I'm in Rwanda, you have some knowledge because of a personal experience here. Perhaps you, you keep up with uh, East African news. Um, I believe the uh, tagline, you know, countries have taglines, right? Like sometimes states, states have, you know, like their slogans. Of course they all do. But uh, countries also, I think, have some of these. I don't think the United States have a, has a tagline. Um, <laughs> it might have been recently changed to United States. It's huge. <laughs> it's an administrative administration joke. Anyway, um, I believe that you Rwanda's slogan is um the heart of africa i think so that's pretty bold but um they are kind of central kind of um but it's uh it's great here oh so the reason i was saying some people think oh rwanda and they have a picture in their head i kind of for a moment forgot that many people lump rwanda in with any place where where there's war or um, where people are very poor. I mean, the the poor part, I'm sure there are regions, areas, people. But um, I think one thing that is not well known, maybe because also, you know, the Rwandan genocide is something that's known. And it wasn't that long ago. It's about a little over 20, 25, 30 1990s, so early 90s. So I remember the early 90s. So that that amazes me because it's like, wow, I was alive when people were killing each other here. I don't know if it was at this hotel. I, I'm going to hope not. But hey, it's entirely possible. And that is life, really. Uh, we tread on the same paths that others before us have. And some of those <laughs> others were not kind to one another and did, did things, wars and such. So uh, anyway, so some people think of that. But of course, Rwanda nowadays is not a country killing itself or or even uh, a mess of a place. In fact, it's just the opposite. It's a extremely well-organized place. Um, I'm not saying it's Switzerland, but it could claim the title of Switzerland of East Africa. Uh, not maybe because of the money, but yes, because of the some kind of dedication to being organized. For example, as I look up over the, the, there's a green hedge, kind of a wall, and I see streetlights, and they're all uniform, all the same, all LED, 
and they go on forever. Um, you know, at some point, this country invested heavily in infrastructure. The roads are extremely clean. I rode here in a taxi from Kigali a week ago, and it took so long. And it's a really, really nice looking road. Uh, but it took, you know, a, what should have been on a on a regular road in any country should have been a half an hour drive, maybe took an hour here. It took an hour and a half. That is because the speed limit is 40. <laughs> and not only is the speed limit 40, but no one would dare disobey it because they're scared to get a ticket. Uh, now, you may know something about Rwanda. You may know that they have a president, he who shall remain nameless as far as I'm concerned right now. Um, but he has been in power for, where are we at, fans of Rwanda? 20 years? It's been a while. It's been a minute. Probably since the, the bad days. And, um, and he rules, uh, not with an iron fist, but it is hard to be against him. And so uh, it, there's the concept of benevolent, dare I say the word, dictator. Pardon me, those of you who voted for this gentleman uh, many times. Um, but he has that reputation, right, of being someone who doesn't leave power or finds a way to win again. Uh, but he invests in the country. He, so there's a quality of life here that is ahead of its neighbors, basically. Um, and it's interesting, you know, who are the neighbors? Uh, Uganda, he just closed the border with them over some kind of political disagreement. Congo, you know, a place where even today there was an attack uh, between armed groups and the country itself isn't isn't the most stable country. And there it is. Uh, Burundi, uh, to the south, itself uh, a place with some major both political and, and armed struggle. Um, am I missing anyone? Oh, Tanzania. Okay, Tanzania, I think, can claim some status of stability, but can't, can't match what's going on here. Of course, this is a smaller country. Tanzania would be a big country. I, look... You probably know more about about East Africa than I do, but I, I've really done some catching up over the last couple of years. Um, it's uh, it's fascinating, you know. People are so kind. I can't say that enough. Uh, I used to think that I would stick out in these parts of the world. I would just stick out so much that it would be uncomfortable and not pleasant. And of course, yes, I stick out, but actually there's a way that you're received and treated that is wonderful and uh, and i'm happy to reciprocate as well i'm like you know everywhere i look this complex has some workers like a chef or a waiter or a maintenance person and i see them all the time and i always wave at them we talk briefly like good morning like they sometimes they don't have a lot of words to use but um everybody you know, greets me, but but also like enjoys being greeted. I, I can tell like they enjoy it. And um, there's something about it. You know, a friend of mine was telling me, who's from the region, he said, uh, this is a country that really protects its foreigners. And no matter what kind of foreigner you are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a rich foreigner, a poor foreigner, you, you protect your foreigners. And it's an interesting thing now. Is that absolutely true? Is that just a stereotype? All I can say is I, I feel quite cared for and I know the difference uh, in, in when you're in a place that you're not really 
necessarily cared for or you're seen more as a target uh or you know the the cash cow that'll keep paying out um so it's it's different here and it's interesting and i don't know all the reasons why um but i am keen to learn don't know that i'll get to talk to anyone that can really tell me uh but if i can I'll, i'll bring their voices forward i think this is more of an exploratory trip i'll have to come back to do bigger interviews um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I wonder if the soundtrack is doing, uh, doing you any good wherever you are. Um, I, yeah, I like Rwanda. Let's, let's keep it at that. And, uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, it's been an interesting week. I, I had a moment today that I did want to share with you that is one of these mo- like, I have plenty of moments in my life especially, uh, let's say, the last decade, like, I teach a lot, right? I teach both in the Netherlands and I teach abroad. And I would not be exaggerating if I said I often absolutely hate teaching. I mean, often. Uh, Why, Mark? Why would you absolutely hate teaching? Well, because I often get students who do not care. Or if they do care, they are completely unable to show it, (laughs) express it, and uh, I see no evidence of it. And so I find myself putting all this energy and trying and, and adjusting and trying so hard to reach people and them not meeting me even a quarter of the way. Uh, them looking at me like, hey, strange man, stop it with your enthusiasm. Uh, let's just get this over with what's on the exam. I hate all this. It makes me hate teaching. Now, that said, here I am teaching people who are eager, who are thankful who don't have much resource-wise. Not to say they, they're, not, they're not completely poor, but, but they don't have much. Um, and I had a moment today, I, I was here at this field, this big green field with trees and a few hedges and so many birds during the day, they're, they're scary <laughs> because they're very aggressive. And the falcons, oh my God, falcons land over here. And um, we needed material, like we needed a few... Uh, written material to, that provides some instruction, some information. And, uh, you know, normally you'd get that, what, uh, off of a, a virtual system or someone's hard drive or something. And I have this little Raspberry Pi that I've made into a Moodle box, which is Moodle is the online education system. You might have used it in your life. Well, there's a version that functions on the, the tiny uh, little uh, uh, Raspberry Pi, which I have in my pocket. And I could plug it in. There is electricity here. But over here in the field, uh, all I have to do is put a little USB cable into an external battery that you might charge your, your mobile phone with when you're on the go. And I've got a virtual classroom that anybody can log into as long as they have a phone. So all these people, my students, they all have phones. They don't have computers, but they have phones. And they all log in while they're standing here in a field and they grab the reading material and we start discussing it. And there's a video at some point that I had uploaded somewhere previously, and it's on the system, and they watch the video, and we talk about it, and we walk. We walk, sometimes they sit on the ground, on the grass. They like to sit against trees. I'm a little more reluctant, you know, I'm always like, what What insects are those? Wait, what's happening? But they're much more comfortable. Um, and, uh, and I just had this moment where I thought, I'm in Rwanda, I'm a teacher, I know what I'm teaching, I'm a journalist after all. I make it accessible 
<laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've built this tool to some extent myself, of course, with the help of many open source volunteers. And uh, it was just one of those moments where I thought, all right, mental note, this is great. And if, if, if you had told me I'd be doing this 30 years ago or, or well, I was nine years old, I probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't have believed anything. But uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing how it happens. I'm, I'm humbled and I, uh, I'm trying to remember to be very pleased because <laughs> it is very pleasing. And so it was a great moment today. Maybe it was because it had rained hard for 12 or so hours. Crazy hard rain on tin roofs is very scary. Um, but then it all went away and the sun came out and the music started and uh, we had class and uh, people are learning and they're, they're making connections and they're, they acknowledge it, you know, and they smile and they say, like, I get it. I've, I've, yes, this makes sense to me and I think I can do something with it. Um, good feeling today. Like, yeah. And, and there are only a handful of times that I can say I've had this feeling. You know, um, I think for those of you that were with me for like the Dubai Taxi Project, at some point driving around <laughs> asking questions about life, I really, it struck me this is great. This is what I love to do. And, um, and in the end, I mean, I'm a podcaster. I don't care what happens with the mainstreaming of, of podcasting. This is actually who I am. This is what I love. It's just the world is a complicated place. Life is a complicated thing. I am a complicated person. So I can't always fall back on podcasting when it comes to money, when it comes to maybe even satisfaction. Um, but still, it, it hits. It hits when I do this, but it also hits sometimes, sometimes when I teach. And uh, did I have to come to Rwanda for that to happen? Maybe yes, maybe yes. Certainly worked this time. Can I never be satisfied in Amsterdam as a teacher? Nah, sometimes you can, sometimes you can. But, um, but it is something about our world that we, I'm including myself, my, some of my students, not the ones here, but the ones back in Amsterdam, we take things for granted. You know, they're, they're just there, right? Aren't they always going to be there? Isn't that guy paid to be enthusiastic? Isn't that why? And, uh, and then there are people who don't take things for granted. And uh, there's quite a, quite a difference, I think. Um, and I'm trying not to take this for granted. And I'm not saying this is a gift. I, I worked for this. I, I made decisions for this. This, is just, this didn't just fall on me. I followed a certain path. Um, but still, I'm pleased, yeah? And, and in a week or so, maybe I'll be annoyed at something. I, I always am. But I want to, and it's great that I'm recording it, I guess, but I want to remember this day, and I'm happy to remember this moment, uh, and I'm even happy to share it with you, my audience, the few, the proud, that have stayed with CTRP over the years. And I hope that the uh, soundtrack in the background doesn't... Uh, diminish that uh, message or that feeling at all doesn't for me the uh, students are having beers i uh i'm skipping that i'm gonna rest i'm gonna lay down something i don't get to do a lot these days and i'm actually gonna prepare just a little more work for them before we we say goodbye um there you have it right there you have it uh the rwanda story uh i hope all is well where you are 
all is well wherever you are. Um, I know there's plenty to complain about in this world, and many will do so. And we have the forums where you can do it as well. But um, I'm also just... I'm not saying you need to be all cheery and, and irritatingly, uh, what's it called, social media uh, positive. But uh, that's me today. That's me today. I'm, I'm, I'm in my right place. And my right place happens to be a town which will remain nameless uh, in Rwanda. <laughs> so uh, who knows? This might be the only podcast from Rwanda for, for now. But uh, I have a feeling I'll be back. And I highly recommend coming here. Um, yeah. Don't miss out. Rwanda, heart of Africa, waiting for you. Bicycle Mark, signing off. Uh, anything I need to tell you? Oh, there's a new podcast project. I'll, I'll promote it here and I'll, um, I might put the first episode in. It's called Ice Ice Podcast. It stands for I Can Explain, I Can't Explain. Myself, Isaac, we talk about uh, these films from a certain era in our life that we absolutely love quote every line and not everybody understands why matter of fact some people feel the exact opposite like it's terrible these are terrible films so the question is you know how is it there are these things that we like that we can't explain or maybe there are these things in life that we like that we can explain Uh, we're gonna try and so the podcast is ice ice podcast should be available in uh, all your podcast stores starting where are we starting april 1st yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we've already got a few episodes in the can. And uh, even if you didn't see any of the films, it's just me and Isaac discussing why we like it. Yes, we quote lines and we're big nerds and we're proud of it. Uh, so that's a project to be promoted. And I think I'll stop there. My friends, thanks for listening. In this world of podcasts that have ads and have all these whistles and bells... Long live the podcast of a person holding a microphone standing somewhere like an open field in somewhere outside of Kigali. (laughs) All right, Bicycle Mark signing off. Take care. See ya!